What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marking Our Territory with the Big Dogs, a sports podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Gartino, and across the computer, one of my best friends and my co-host, Zachary Zaranz. What's going on, dude? What's up? Best time of the year right here. March Madness is upon us, and to be completely honest, I don't think I could care any less. I probably care a little more than you. I'm not going to say I'm an absolute freak because I couldn't take off work today and just watch nonstop games. We don't have a bookie. That That's the biggest thing. It's I, I got to the gym and three or four TVs had games on. And the first thing I thought was, man, I really wish I still had a bookie because that's the only way I could get myself interested in these games. You're like, why don't I have a parlay on the line right now? On every single game. I, that, that's that got to be the reason why people love it so much. And I, that's obviously a big duh moment. But realizing that March Madness is so much better when you can put a little dough on it, wet the beak a little bit, that's that's a big deal. I know. Shout out like anyone that could hook us up with a bookie uh, off the off I, the record. I still have. like, bo- We had two different bookies. Both of them, their names were Ben. Shout out Ben the bookie. And I don't know which one is the right one. I, I guess I could text both of them and see if they're still doing it. Yeah, we, I think you should. We got to get in here for the round of 32 at least, or maybe yeah. even tonight. <laughs> so it would would have been nice because there has been a few early upsets uh, in the first day of games. We had Minnesota take over Louisville, and I think that was the first game of the day, right? First game of the day, a 10-7 upset. Minnesota moves on to play Michigan State. Who was, who's a two seed? They won seventy six to sixty five over fifteen. Bradley. Okay, so then the the next one, the biggest upset so far, uh, Murray State over Marquette. Your boy, our boy, John ja Mor- Morant. John ja Morant has a triple double, seventeen points, sixteen assists, eleven rebounds, and he's showing why a lot of people think he's the second best prospect in college basketball behind Zion Williamson. Nineteen point win in the first round as a twelve seed. That guy's like, I heard him today. He got compared to uh, like Russell Westbrook and John Wall or something. The one that I saw was that he's Dennis Smith Jr. If Dennis Smith Jr. was good. That's, that'd be a good <laughs> NBA player right there. So I, think I saw the Dennis Smith Sr. Or I also saw Colin Sexton with some dimes. No, he's a he's a hundred times better than Colin Sexton. I think he's he's a guy that could drop like twenty on a really shitty team in the NBA, no problem. So I, I like I said, I don't I don't know much about him, but his name I like the name Ja. That's kind of cool. And, and having a triple double in college, you don't see that often. That's kind of cool. So they're moving on to play Florida State. Florida State beat oh. uh, champion Vermont, uh, four seed over thirteen seed. So. We're playing John ja Morant. FSU's got a lot of length. People love saying length this time of the year. Uh, shout out Phil Kofer. Uh, tw- 22 years old. I ended up looking up today. He looks like he's 35. Somehow the guy's younger than me. Phil Kofer's dad died, and that's why he wasn't able to play in today's game. So uh, RIP in peace to his dad. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. It definitely sucks to have him out. You know, we don't We don't know if he'll play in the next game, and the team definitely rallied around him today. Yep, and that's exactly what I was going to say. In this, especially when you only got to win a couple games, the team could really get inspired around something like that. Maybe that's what we need to make a nice deep tournament run. I mean, like, I don't even want to be the t- true degenerate speaking, but I mean, I wish we would have got that information a little sooner so I could have. 
Yeah, that Florida didn't State. end up coming out until after the game was over. And they had a few big performances. Uh, Terrence Mann, the guy that we say looks like he's been on the team forever as well. He had 17 points, 8 assists, and... Let's see if I can say his name properly. Mafia. No. How do you say his first name? Mafondu. Mafondu Cabangeli. Yep. I feel like this Cabangeli. That's an easier part to say. So Mafondu Cabangeli, 21 points, 10 rebounds. The fourth player in college basketball history to have a 2010 off the bench in the March Madness tournament. I really he don't went know why off. he comes off the bench. It, so is he a center? I feel like a name like that, you have to be a no, center. No, he's like a small forward. Oh, okay. So see, this is this is riveting conversation when I know absolutely nothing about college basketball. It, all I know is that I was sitting there watching them play zone defense and just go around the top of the semicircle, and I was ready to fall asleep while I was running on the treadmill. <laughs> a lot of zone in college. A lot of zone. Uh, so FSU moves on. They made a elite eight run last year as a nine seed, so they're a four seed this year. Let's see. Let's see what they can do. Higher expectations for sure. Then we had Auburn. Almost losing to 12C New Mexico. They won 78-77. And Kansas, shit on Northwestern. Kansas, kind of a shitty Kansas team this year. But Auburn thought they were kind of good, but then they almost lost to a 12 seed. So that should be a pretty good matchup. I personally got Auburn moving on in my bracket. Auburn, all I know is that I was watching that game the most intently. And their coach looked like he was stupid constipated on the sidelines. Every time you saw him, he was just screaming with the reddest face. And then halftime rolls around and they do like the on-court interview. And he looked like the friendliest guy on earth. He looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. You're talking about Auburn's coach? Yeah. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that guy's name is Bruce Pearl. It is Pearl. That and, sticks uh, out. He's a super famous basketball coach. Like he coached Tennessee basketball for a long time. And he, yeah, he's definitely known for being wild on the sidelines so they they like you said had a close victory 78 77 new mexico state ended up with a 48 point second half which that's that's a big number for a college basketball game and that's that's usually how you get the upset when you just come crazy roaring back and the team just can't do shit and i mean speaking of shit and speaking of constipated another march madness little little nugget speaking of shit nuggets (laughs) Speaking of nugget, first legal marijuana nug was sold today in Florida. Wow. Shout out. I watched a live stream of that this morning with the fiance. Nice. But Abiel Christian, the number 15 seed going up against Kentucky right now, their head coach ripped his pants right down his ass, and he only brought one suit to the tournament. I, I think that we were talking about this before we started recording. I think it's funny that as a 16 seed, he knew he only needed to bring one suit with him. He's like, we're, we're going against Kentucky in the first round. Boys, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be a deep run for us. Do you have any idea of the score of the UF game? Because they were up on Nevada the last I checked, yep. and that would be another upset for today. We're recording right now during the Nevada-Florida game. Florida's up 51-36 with 10 minutes left in the uh, second half, and we're watching Villanova and St. Mary's, who are, I think, tied at the half right now. I have NCAA wrestling Looks like Fresno State versus Penn State on my television. I think you're in the wrong March Madness. <laughs> I really am. So, all right. So, the thing that everybody talks about but no one really cares about, who do you have going to the Final Four in your bracket? <sighs> my Final Four, Duke, because of Zion. 
I mean, I have the three one seeds and a two seed. I think it's going to be pretty, when it comes down to it, the top seeds are going to take it. Well, and it also seems like this year that the like the one and the two seeds are strong one and two seeds. Mm-hmm. So I got Duke going up against Michigan, and then I got Virginia, North Carolina, uh, ACC heavy. I think Virginia's got something to prove, and they after losing the first round last year, it seems like they have a decently easy path. You can never predict paths in the tournament, but they have a decently easy one. And then I got North Carolina and Duke in the finals, and then we'll get our final picks later on. So I, I got a lot of those. I got Duke FSU trying to be the homer and hoping that our boys make it to the final four. It would definitely be nice. Even if, you know, even if they get to the lead eight again, it would be a, a good story for Florida State, who quietly is becoming a basketball school. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, I got Tennessee and UNC. Tennessee. So. Yeah. I've, I've seen like a decent amount of Tennessee games. They're either like good, but sometimes they can throw up a fucking stinker. I, I, I always want in these scenarios to put Gonzaga in there, but Gonzaga's on our side of the bracket, so we're not allowed to do that. And the other one is, I feel like for some reason I kind of view FSU Oregon. beat Gonzaga last year. Yeah, I remember that. So And uh, Oregon. I like rooting for Oregon in basketball because i like seeing their green jerseys i got them as the upset 12 over 5 i got the st mary's in my bracket 11 over 6 so we'll see if that uh that holds steady math prediction hopefully, radio. hopefully some of these people signed up for our marking our territory podcast on espn i think we only ended up having like six people we had a couple people join but could have, should have been more so when when will the march madness end do we get like it's like April a week and 8th. a half Oh, okay. So it's a little bit longer than I expected. It's the twenty first today. So all right, it goes like it's basically three weekends and two sets of games in each of those weekends. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I, I really need to do a little bit of better job when I'm when I'm preparing for a podcast during March. I probably should know mm-hmm. a little bit more about the tournament. So yeah, every team basically plays two games a weekend, and then it just becomes less and less games as the weekends go. Gotcha. All right, so th- there it is. We have the first first few games in the books. We'll have plenty more updates for you guys next week on March Madness. But on the other side of sports, baseball is back, and that is something, ladies and gentlemen, that I could not be more excited about. As as Zach yawns right into my face, could, he he doesn't care that baseball is back. We had the opening series over in Japan, the Athletics. And the Seattle Mariners and the legend Ichiro Suzuki gets his final at-bats in his home, maybe not home city, but his home country. Uh, it was it was kind of crazy to see 45-year-old Ichiro Suzuki suiting up again. What, it was a really awesome send-off for him. He was, he's an all-time baseball legend, basically the Jackie Robinson of Japanese baseball players. <laughs> I just got real like emotional about Ichiro right there. Well, so that it was it was definitely a scene. D Gordon, who he's had his fair share of emotional moments on the television. Uh, back when Jose Fernandez passed away, he was very emotional, hitting that home run in the first inning. He cried when Ichiro left, as well as Yusei Kikuchi, the guy that the Mariners signed in the off season. He, oh, I thought you were like saying something like Yusei. I was like, what do I say? No, Kikuchi, pitcher for the Mariners. He uh, grew up watching Ichiro, and that that's probably crazy for him to start 
the final game that Ichiro plays in. He's like 20-something years old. Ichiro, he played nine seasons over in Japan and 19 seasons in the MLB. Ended up with 3,089 hits in the MLB, a 59 war, 509 stolen bases, 311 average, and he had an MVP and Rookie of the Year in his first season, 2001. 10-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove, just consummate professional, someone you who you just knew was going to go out there and produce, wasn't going to fuck up ever. What well, What's, like, your lasting memory of Ichiro? My lasting memory is, like, right before he would actually take up, like, get into the batter's box when he would do the arm out. Yeah, the arm out, little bow and arrow, look down, just... He, Pull like, on that sleeve a little bit. Yeah, like, dude, like, he, he was just so focused. Someone who is never injured... My my memory of Ichiro is going to be that play that they show on every single highlight reel ever where he threw the ball from right field to third base and the third baseman didn't even have to move yeah. his glove to apply the tag. That's still one of the craziest plays. I'm about and to watch that right now. So uh, the games themselves, they were interesting but very poorly timed. Obviously with the games being played in Japan, there was going to be a time difference, but starting those games at 5.30 in the morning was would they say bad for baseball? I would say that was hashtag good for baseball because the younger crowd is going to be watching it. Like I know, shout out to one of our listeners, Tyler. He sent me a Snapchat at five in the morning of him watching some baseball. Kicked off like it got it got some buzz. So anything that gets buzz is good for baseball in my mind. My 11-year-old brother woke up at five o'clock this morning because he had Kikuchi on his fantasy team. So my mom told me when she woke up at like 8.30, she went downstairs and my little brother was like, guess how long I've been down here. So Seattle starts the season 2-0, and Athletics 0-2. Wow, that Ichiro throw though. Yeah, that's It's a, like a an hard, hard grounder to the right field and he just gets it on a run and just throws a perfect dart right to the third base bag, basically. Surefire Hall of Famer, to, like, no th- doubt about it. Throws out. I think Terrence Long, who is like, if you're a real baseball player, you know Terrence Long had a little bit of speed. I I I don't even know what to say. He he honestly like it's it's crazy that we're at the point in our life where Ichiro is gone or going to be gone after today, and we were lucky enough to watch him. He was in that golden era of baseball for us. Yep, and I mean, it really makes you got to reflect. You're like, what kind of person have I become in the 20 years I've been watching Ichiro now that he's an old man? Well, and we'll probably never see another player like him, especially with the way that players are making money and they're having surgery for every little injury. There's no way you're going to see a guy play 28 years of baseball again. No. Absolute legend. Absolutely will uh, never be forgotten. We'll be in the Hall of Fame as soon as he possibly can. All right. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and we'll jump into your guys' favorite segment of the day, the top three, bottom three. And no, we're not going to do the top three, bottom three of Ichiro. We're going to do something similar. Top three, bottom three of Asia. Asia. (laughs) Just Asia in general. I wanted to do Asian food, but is there any bad Asian food? Not really. Only bad Asian food is Asian food you've never tried before. There's there's an Asian food in my bottom, and I'm going to – I'll tease that. It's something that reminds me of my grandparents. So Mm. we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll get into that top. What's your number three top thing of just Asia? So 
I guess I'm just going to say Asian culture. <laughs> like, you got that. Okay. You got everything. Tell me what from, you love like, about Asian culture. Samurais, ninjas, sumo wrestlers, Japanese, like, people being, like, super business and professional. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. Not having your shoes on when you walk on someone else's carpet. Those fucking cherry blossom flowers. Yeah, dude, those are beautiful. That's cultural as fuck. Yeah, farming on the side of a mountain. That's that's Asian. The architecture of Asia. Mm-hmm. Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China. Hell of a cultural piece. I, you know that when you started, I wasn't I wasn't sure that you had a direction, but you really just enlightened me with that. So just all of that, like the good, like just the things you want to like check out and the what draws people to Asia. And bonsais. I'm bonsais, a big bonsai bro. guy. So that cultural. happened. Okay, so my number three top thing of Asia is pretty much any toy you used growing up. Shout out Asia for them. (laughs) Shout out Asia because they definitely produced every single toy we used growing up. And I don't know what toys are like nowadays, but I'm pretty sure they're still pumping out toys. Sony, straight out of Asia. I mean, not even Sony, just like, uh, what about like a G.I. Joe? I bet you G.I. Joe's pretty American sounding, but I bet you they were still made in Asia. Wow. Don't don't slander GIs. Mr. Joe's a good name about that. Makes you think, though. I think he was made in a garage. Okay, so give me your number two. My number two, I don't, I don't even know if this one's going to make the cut, but I guess it is. It's going to be, it's going to be like the just the crossover sports that has came about in Asia, like the Chinese basketball league bringing over like Stefan Marbury. Jimmer for dead. Jimmer for dead. Shanghai Sharks just recently just signed with pa- the Phoenix Suns. Passing them back over, um, like the gyro ball, Dice K. Yep. Yao. Like without that, Asia, that, we'd never get to experience those. Definitely some cool athletes that have came over. When when Yao was in the NBA, that was like probably like the one of my first memories of the NBA is seeing him. How big was he? Like seven five. Yeah. And he like was a, wide as a motherfucker. He was huge. Like he even made like huge guys look small. Yeah, he made he like dwarf Shaq. So that okay. Again, I, I didn't know where you were going with it, but I'm okay with this. My my number two is a little bit different, kind of similar to your first one, but I'm gonna go with the Chinese population control law that was enacted in 1979. Chinese people trying to save the world by stopping, you know. Slowing down our biological clock, if you, if I might say. I might have that on the bottom. Oh, dude, what do you mean? Well, like, just go what, ahead what, with whatever you got with it. I, I got something for you in a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying there's a lot of people on this earth, and China's aware of it, and they're trying to limit it, and I'm okay with that. Okay. A lot of 98.6s in this world. What does that mean? You, just people? That, yeah, the average body temperature is 98.6, and there's a whole lot of that in the world. Talk about global warming, bro. We got to wow. be aware of these type of things. I thought you were a free, free uh, Alex Jones guy. He definitely talks about global warming. Due to just a lot of people being hot, temperature yeah, exactly. internally. Think about the glaciers and the... Think if, you, the, think if you put a lot of people standing on a glacier. Polar bears, bro. They would, they, they're dying because there's so many people, and China's trying to stop that. Dude, I... Actually, I think you're kind of onto something with this. <laughs> I'm not onto something. China's been onto something since 1979. Is it colder in China? 
Or warmer. It's definitely colder have- in China than it is in Florida. Oh, I got another. Oh, here's something good. I, I heard this on a trivia show the other day. China has used more concrete in the last five years than the United States has used in the last century. How many how many tons of concrete do you think they've used? Math prediction radio. Math prediction radio. How many tons of concrete has China used in the last five years? I'm gonna say like five billion or something. Pretty pretty close. Six point six billion tons of concrete. That's a lot. That's a lot of concrete. <laughs> we're fucked if we're <laughs> fucked by China even with the population control. Alright, All right, go ahead. Number, You're number one. one. It's just it's, it's got to be food. It's gonna be the same thing. So food, just 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 sushi. They've they invented sushi. They they eat sushi the the OG way too. Like no rice, just friggin' throw that. Well, the rice maybe on the side a little bit. Just throw that shit right in your face. Sushi rice, the 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 diet, the tempura, just everything. I don't is tempura in the Chinese diet. The or Japanese, the, Asian diet? the Japanese invented. Okay, so I, I also, my number one is also a food, except it's a little bit different. I have Mongolian beef, Mongolian beef. That's your number one. Dude, do you not fuck with Mongolian beef? I don't even know if I've ever had Mongolian beef. Uh, easily my favorite Asian food. Is it beef the and problem, broccoli? Yeah, I mean, you it, whatever vegetable comes with it usually comes with a shit ton of regular onions and green onions, and I, I love that. Ooh. Fried rice, I mean, like, we could have... I. If we would have went rice. with Asian, yeah. If you would have went with Asian food, we could have went on forever. Crab Rangoon, definitely not Asian, super American, but still stupid fire. But Asian cultural inspiration. Zhao Long Bao. Have you ever had that? That's Noodles, soup dumplings, bro. Just pho. Some lo mein. Ramen. <laughs> Maruchan cup noodle. <laughs> you know it's not that good. Uh, well, that, that is it in your bottom? Honorable mention bottom. The Asian maruchans, like when you get a bag from like an Asian market and it's Asian ramen, it's just a little too much for a bag of every, soup. Every now and then, I like going to the Asian market and they have these things called wasabi peas. Love the Asian market, bro. I'll the wasabi in. peas. I could go through like a whole thing of those, and my nose will be dripping by the end of it, but I don't care. You get some all in on the Asian ice cream. Audible mention of the top Asian ice cream mochi. Like, they have all kinds of, like, shit stuffed in shit, like a waffle in your hand, but there's ice cream inside the waffle. Have you ever had the buns? I, I forget what they're called. Uh, no, that's not what they're called. They're, they're, like, they're just, like, really soft white buns filled with, like, the pork meat in the middle of them. They, you have, I, I you have to have know, them steamed. I know what you're talking about. Those are dumb fire, too. Asian food, that's definitely, like, unanimous number one thing about <laughs> Asia is their food. <laughs> So, let me let me let me piece off on your other one that you had on the top your your uh, population control. So the bad part about Asia that are we hopping into your bottom? We're into the bottom now. Okay, there's a lot of dudes. <laughs> there is a there is a lot of guys in Asia. That is very true. And the only thing that now this could slide it back into your top. The men over there are notoriously small in more ways than so one. So you roll up there. That's like, I mean, you're out here, you go to Asia, you're trying to fuck Asian bitches. 
<laughs> this has been this has been absurd. I mean, yeah, the Asian American breed is probably the most beautiful breed in the world. So there's a reason why these these little Asian women do not love the little Asian men. So us round eyes go over there and we infest their population with our masculinity and size and hairiness. So I mean, as like a someone who's not masculine or very hairy. I'm both of those things. Just for you people that don't know me personally, I'm very masculine, very hairy. It'd be nice to go over there and like feel like the fucking the man. Be the man. Be the man. You you be the biggest person over there. Nice. So, all right. So did did that do anything to convince you to maybe like slide it over Still into a lot your of top? Dudes, no. <laughs> okay, a lot of dudes. It's a sausage party over in Asia. I think it's also funny because I might have been. I think I've been replacing Asia with just China. I'm, 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 I think I'm kind of doing Japan more than China. <laughs> so, all right. So this is something people forget. This is my, my number three, my bottom three. People forget Russia is in Asia. So my bottom three wow. is Putin. I don't really know. My, I don't. I don't know a ton about Putin, but I feel like there's there's never really good press surrounding Vladimir. Putin. I thought you were just gonna say Russia as a whole. Well, I do. I actually in my notes I have Russia slash Putin. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing again, better what, than those when, Russian videos. When no, okay. When was the last time you heard any good news about Russia? Just in general, like it's it's always snowing there somehow. No. It's always fucking freezing. People do forget that that it's they, Asia. They speak the most aggressive language on earth. Like they always sound angry. Funniest uh, Russian video is the guy that's so drunk he's trying to put a pair of pants on as a sweater, and he keeps getting his head stuck right in the crotch. <laughs> The, the Russians too. I mean, like they're like the type. They're they're not afraid to wrestle bears. Think about the guy that who's the one that fought uh, McGregor. Yeah, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Like he's of Russian descent, and he's not afraid to wrestle bears. Like that's not the type of person I'm trying to fuck bottom. around with. So bottom Russia Putin. Bottom bottom two for me is uh, the blurred out porn in Jap in uh, Asian culture. <laughs> you did it again. You you tried to sub substitute Japan for Asia. I don't. I can't so say they that only I'm, have blurred porn in Japan. I'm I'm not an average Japanese porn watcher, not, so I, I couldn't mean, tell you. I I might have been if I was able to see something that wasn't blurry. No, nah, dude. They're, they're, I I don't think that there's anything appealing to me about Japanese porn. Just, how, they probably how talk is, too much in that. How is an entire porn? Like library uncensored and like one Japan video is censored. I mean, it's against their culture, and you may you put their culture in the top of your list. And I f- I feel like like I said, they just talk too much. It's more of like a soft core. There's there's no chance you're getting that like hard like that hard shit over in Asia. <laughs> so you're saying there's a lot of talking. <laughs> I, I would assume I I told you already. I'm not a big. I guess Asian I'll, I'll piggyback po- on that with um. Like anime in general. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa! You're you're crossing your boundaries. My number two bottom is anime, besides Dragon Ball Z. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm. I, I don't. I never watched any of that bullshit where those fucking weirdos in your high school were mm-hmm. wearing the headbands. 
they wear like they have like the studded belts and stuff like and they wear like the fingerless gloves yep fingerless gloves a headband there some wristbands of some animes yeah, and and then those kids all those grew up to have books. gauges in their ears. Those, they had those this, fucking weird ass backwards books. Do you remember the? So many yeah, you have to read the book backwards because that's what they do in Asia. Bottom, bottom. That's that's like the poor man's comic book. Never read one of those in my entire life. But Dragon Ball Z, watch it on fire. TV. Watch probably a hundred plus episodes of that. So, all right, go ahead. Give me your number one bottom. I mean. My number one bottom is back to culture. <laughs> Going full circle the with this. Bottom, Tell me what you the, don't like the about bottom it. bottom part of the culture, the fact that Asians just have no regard for personal space. That's true. Just They I, also look down on us. They're, they think they're way smarter than us. I, I, I'm just going to kind of stop there. I'm just going to say culture. Yeah, I, we already badmouthed Russia and Putin. I don't want to get too hashtag problematic. Okay, so my bottom, I'm going to go back on to the food side of the spectrum. Have you ever fucked with egg foo young? No. Oh, dude, my grandparents used to eat that, and that's got to be the most disgusting looking and smelling thing on earth. It comes with like a brown sauce, and it's just like an egg patty. Is it worse than a poo-poo platter? I, I'm pretty sure you can get egg foo young in a poo-poo platter. Like I said, the only bad Asian food is a kind you never had, and I've definitely never had that. So, all right. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought that this was going to be a uh, mediocre top three, bottom three, but that devolved into probably, might I say, our best one yet. Some would say. Some some would say. So, okay, we're going to segue back into baseball. Thank you, Ichiro, for everything you did to the MLB. Um, following on, on a trend that we talked about in one of our first episodes, the extensions in the MLB are getting to be earlier and earlier and more and more absurd. So we had a record-breaking contract early in the week. Mike Trout signed the biggest contract in sports history just a week or two after Bryce Harper says he's going to lure him over to Philadelphia. 12 years, $430 million and no opt-outs. I mean, that's... He, Mike Trout has found a way to be the best player in in his sport and still be the most unnoticeable man in the world. He, I mean, that's a, that's the thing. Like, it's so not flashy. He beat Bryce by a hundred million and got it one year less, which is insanity. And hasn't made a single statement about it. I you haven't know, even like, seen Mike Trout in two plus years. I, I, I saw, saw, we saw him a little bit last year because they were like saying that he needs to like put himself out there more. But he had he had his career best year last year. I think thirty nine home runs and I mean best player in baseball easily signs a huge deal. And then the trickle down effect. You have guys like Alex Bregman. He's not even a free agent yet. Signs a six year hundred million dollar extension. Guys like. Blake Snell, I, it took me a while to figure out his first name. Blake Snell, AL Cy Young winner last year, five-year, $50 million deal. Eloy Jimenez, who hasn't played a single day at the MLB le- level, signed a four-year, $43 million deal with two options. That brings it up to six years and $75 million. It's the highest contract for players that haven't played a single day in the MLB. And it's just 
it really is like crazy how the market has cornered these players in a way that they feel like they need to secure their money before they hit the open market. Yeah, and that's your guy, Jimenez. But Big fan. It's, it's, you've really shown that even with Snell, he went to Cy Young, but he's still taking 10 mil a year when it, 10 years ago, pitchers were getting 25. I mean, a few years ago, think about David Price and Zach Greinke, both got $30 million annually, I'm pretty sure. So it's just it's about the stability, making sure that you get at least that one contract that sets you up forever. I was listening to the radio, and there was a guy that he won a $15 million lottery and when he was 27, he's 35 now, and he said he can't find a single way to spend all of his money. So it's not like we're crying poverty for these guys that are having to take smaller deals, but it's just like, it's crazy how... Hopefully it just leads to the some more competitive nature of baseball. Where... And I think there's a chance it could be good for baseball because instead of the way that things are like in the NBA where... You're going for super teams. You're going for the super max contracts. Maybe these guys are going to be more committed to becoming the homegrown talent that stays where they where they were drafted, and you know it, it creates a culture around the entire team that allows them to bring in guys when they do become free agents. So I don't hate it. I just think it's a very interesting dynamic that we haven't seen until more recently. Yeah, hopefully. It pans out for the competitive nature of baseball to, to save the sport. You, you know what I just thought about is that opening day is a week from today, and we always record on Thursdays. We're going to get lucky because the Yankees play at 1 o'clock, but if we record at our normal time of like 7 o'clock, it's going to be real hard to focus with opening day right around, like at the same time. You're going to see in baseball, too, you could do like quad box. Yeah, I'm going to have to move the computer screen over so that I'm just staring at my TV the entire time. I got two games of March Madness up right in front of me. Yep, nope, I still got wrestling on my TV. 59, 55, 4 minutes and 17 seconds left. UF is up. St. Mary's is losing by 7. Look at that. Live updates. That's what you guys need when we drop this podcast on a Friday morning. Yep, you'll know like what was happening when we were recording. So, all right, so that's pretty much all the sports we have to talk about this week. Kind of a light load, but we do have something that's hot in the streets. Something that, again, our friend Tyler, he brought this up to me, and then it just so happened that the day afterwards it started becoming super big on Twitter. The new trend going on is for you to go on to Google, type in Florida Man, and then add your birthday and to see the ridiculous headlines that come up. And I'm not going to lie, I was taken aback when I saw the one that was on my birthday. So should I lead off with Go the ahead. headline of, of mine, Florida Man? Go ahead. Okay. Florida Man with no arms charged with stabbing man with scissors. <laughs> so this 46-year-old homeless man stabs a 22-year-old tourist from Chicago before running away. He's known in the Miami area for painting colorful works of art with his feet, and he got two charges of aggravated battery. That's wild. That's, I mean, like, he stabbed, he stabbed the man with scissors using his feet. Like, like, I feel like you're not completely processing how absolutely ridiculous that is. Nothing shocks me coming from the word Florida man. And he's from your neck of the woods. You got to watch out for guys Where like that. Where was that from? Miami. Miami, dude. Like, 
guy with no arms trying to stab you with some scissors. That's like he he and he's supposedly famous. He he does painting colorfuls of works of art. Wow. Okay, you want to hear mine? Yeah, I want to hear yours. All right. Florida man convicted of killing former FSU mascot in gumbo spice dispute. <laughs> it started really bad, but then when you hear it's over a gumbo spice, like what? Oh my God. The things that come up from these people are absolutely ridiculous. 27 years old, 2015 shooting where they were making gumbo at the seafood market, got into a fight, got separated, but he came back with a sword and stabbed him. A sword? That's another thing. Where else in the world are you going to find a guy just like gets angry and comes back to the scene of the crime with a sword? Thompson is accused of starting up the fight again, this time with a decorative sword. Well, another thing, I think you got your boy Joe sitting right next to you. I remember Joe used to sleep with like a katana next to him. Yeah, that and was he, duller than a freaking butter knife. A butter knife. <laughs> but but whatever. He was prepared. If anyone was going to come into his room in the middle of the night, he was going to shiv them with his butter knife katana. So, all right. that I feel like we could have done a little bit more with that, but whatever. Like, I just thought that that was something that was very interesting going around on Twitter. Uh, maybe if we get a little bit of interaction on our Twitter page, you guys can share with us some of the ones from your birthdays. Um, and now, without further ado... Marking our territory trivia. Coming off a hot week last week. Yeah, finally our first correct answers of the season, of the year. We're So we're at four questions for each, which means that maybe here in the next week or two we'll change up our categories because I'm not going to lie, I'm getting real tired of hearing these nutritional facts. It's getting questions. Hard, harder and harder to find one for you, so I'm almost ready to change. And I'm ready to change base, baseball too. I, I might I might be down to keep baseball, but maybe we'll just do like a different era or like something a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just like jump into Yankees trivia and make an embarrassment out of myself that way. All right. So this week, this week I let Gary know that it was going to be a little, little bit less of a softball. If you get this, I'm going to be so impressed. And We're it, starting with baseball? Yeah. And it'll just have to be something that you know, you have known. So... Opening day, everyone likes wants to talk about who's going to be the best team in the league. This one's not about that. There's been one 20-game loser in baseball in the last, like, in the 2000s. Do you know him? He played for the Tigers. It was in two- I was just about to say, can you give me a team? It was in 2003. He played for the Tigers. His record was 9-21. and 21. I don't... Damn, dude. that That's hard because 2003, you think that's 16 years ago? I was only like 8 years old. <laughs> so... <sighs> he threw one complete game, too. So. I don't even know if I know anyone that was on the Tigers back then. He's got a double name. Same first letter and last last name letter. I'm just going to... I'll throw out a random name because, no, I have absolutely no idea. Jim Johnson. No. It's not Jim well, Johnson. I, 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 Jim Johnson, I mean, he was a pitcher for the Orioles like last year. Mike Maroth. M-A-R-O-T-H. 
nine and twenty-one. Nope, that's not ringing a bell for me. That's because heroes get remembered, but legends never die, and that guy was neither. So, sorry. That I mean, I'm not even. I don't really feel that bad about that. That guy probably sucked so bad. He's got a career uh, 4.0 WAR. Okay, so how many seasons did he play? If he only had a four games above replacement, played six years. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Guy sucked. So he he wasn't even like a league average player. So that thanks Mike 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 Maroth. Michael sucked, Warren Maroth. Did he did he play for Detroit his whole career? Toronto and St. Louis also for one. He went he Detroit from O two to O six and then bounced around to two teams and then was done. Yeah, that guy sucked. Whatever. Fuck that guy. Fuck Mike Maroth. All right. I made yours. yours. This isn't a softball, but it's definitely a little bit easier, and it's one of those ones where if you get in the ballpark, I'll, uh, maybe I'll give it to you. Ichiro, how many home runs did he hit in his career? And can you tell me what was the most he hit in a sing- single season? Did he have a 20 home run season? I don't know. You tell me, bro. It's your question. I want to say he maybe hit like 21 dingers or 19 dingers or something like that. Talking to the mic, Zach. 19 dingers. Okay, nope. 15 was his highest. Now, what was his career total? Okay, so he played 19 years. He probably had 260. 117. (laughs) And they said that this guy could hit 30 home runs a season if he wanted to. What a, what a singles hitter. Ichiro, 20 years, only 117 bombs. I, I was like, man, he got 10 a year. And he only he only led the league in stolen bases one season, and he had 56 in his rookie year. I mean, he was an how old about, man. You're not stealing when you're an old man. How about this last one? This is this isn't for uh, a correct answer, but what was the highest batting average that he ever had during his career? Three seventy-two. Yes, exactly. Don't tell me you looked that up. No, I, I just I freaked heard the fuck one. out. <laughs> you looked that no, up. No, I heard that one today. Oh, okay. The- Damn that! Holy hell! You just like. <laughs> You about like made my night with that. <laughs> uh, whatever. That's still pretty good that you heard it and regurgitated it. That that makes me kind of happy. Good for you, bro. Love you, Chiro. All right. I'm going to go ahead. We'll, we'll hop over into your other category and then I'll end. Hopefully I end strong. I don't think I will. This one. All right. I'm, I'm going to do it. Do it for the ladies. My fiance came up with this question for you. Shout out, Michalina. Shout out, Michalina. What is KFC's Colonel Sanders full name? She's over in the room saying, I just said it. His, his full name is not fucking Colonel Sanders. His full name. His first, middle, last name. Okay. I don't know why, like, this even came into my head. You have something, I, which is... Be- but the first name is Colonel. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, his first name is not Colonel. 
then I, I then I, I have nothing because. All right, I'll give you I'll give you part B of this question. Hopefully, this one can be a little bit easier. His his full name is Harland David Sanders. <laughs> I was gonna say Colonel Jeffrey Sanders. <laughs> Uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it, that very well could be his name. I mean, Harland. Harland. That's definitely an old name. Is that so. the real Colonel Sanders' name? Yep. That's the OG, uh, the guy that came up with the, the recipe, came up with the original recipe. Wow. So, what year was he born? 1875. That's a little bit closer. 1890. Pretty close. He's pretty. He, he, I think he died in like 1970 or something like I, that. Yeah, so. I knew he was in 1800s. He he, he had a good long life. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that. <laughs> oh my god! All right, go ahead. Give me give me the nutrition facts. I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this one. You're gonna crush it like you're about to crush this XXL grilled stuffed burrito from Taco Bell. Grilled stuffed burrito. Do you fucks with that? That's like one of my been one of my go to menu items for a long time. No, nah, I have. I don't think I've. Ever, is it the one with the steak in it? XXL grilled stuffed burrito with steak. It's like a burrito, and then they put it in like the quesadilla press for like a second. Yeah, I mean, I know what it looks like. I've probably had it at least once in my life. I'm big Taco Bell fan. Big big bell guy over here. Live moss. Calories. Okay, I and and again, it'll be within a range. I yes. can I I don't want to I don't think I I don't think I'm going to overshoot this one. Zach's making crazy eyes at me. I I think let's go with 680 calories. Gonna have to get that number up, Chief. Well, I, I said I didn't want to go over. I I honestly I was I was a little it's wrong. It's way wrong. It's what is it? 840. Oh, that's not way wrong. I mean like 150 calories off. I mean, that's not good enough to give me the answer, but like 840, 680, that's like I, mean, I was in the ballpark. Oh, I didn't know you said 680. I thought you said 640. But no, you're still 680. Wrong. A little less wrong. Well, I wanted to go with 750, but I was like, because, dude, like every now and then when I'm craving Taco Bell, I'll pull up their menu and I'll actually look at like the nutrition facts of stuff. Be like, hmm, if I'm going to do this, how bad am I willing to be? And I feel like th- like the cheesy gordita crunch is like 410 calories or something like that. I was like, that thing's not nearly as big as the grilled XXL stuffed burrito. So, all right, eight eight fifty. Taco Bell. That that's worth it. I would eat that for eight hundred and fifty calories. Yeah, if it's fire. We uh, need to get a calorie count on the nacho fries. You want me to get a quick no, quick calorie count? Yeah, give me that calorie count on the nacho fries. ASMR radio. All right, you want to do a, a last last ditch effort for a guess? Am I doing the nacho this fries? Just the nacho fries with cheese. With the cheese, um, it's a pretty small cup of cheese. Uh, three fifty. 
Got got a little. I think. Yeah, you got a little closer on that one. I wouldn't give you necessarily the right answer. Three twenty. Oh, that's again three twenty, three fifty. No, that's, that's that's a. You get the right answer, but we're not counting the right answer. Yeah, we're not. We're, we don't count it. This. It was a good start to marking our territory trivia doing these things because I think for the comedic purposes, us getting it wrong this many times is good. But uh, we need to find something that's a little bit more in the wheelhouse. Now that we know what kind of questions we ask, too. You ask really hard ones. Yeah, that we, we definitely did not go easy on each other. So, And we should also do things that we could just find pre-made questions for so we don't have to keep on looking up questions for each other because that makes it way harder. Most of your baseball ones are pre-made. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all we got for you guys this week. Uh, another good episode. Definitely the shortest episode I think that we've done yet. So, uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts listen. and Anchor FM, listen. who hosts this podcast. Listen. Listen. Just listen. Please. It's like only like forty minutes. Also, everyone check out Zach's uh, Zach's tweet to the spam account where he told her to subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe. And then she said, was, "DM me," and he did not DM her. Let the record show I did not DM. All right, thank you all. We love you. Love you guys. Peace.